Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens between them. Got to resolve that death thing. Yeah, well. So, you I had... I had to help my mom. Yes, and uh, the last time we had discussed the situation... I think we had rescheduled your plane tickets once. Yes, immediately. We we called and ordered them, and then within five minutes later, we had to call back and reschedule change, them because your it. mom had changed her plans. Yes. And the, the very next morning, your mom calls back and changes plans again. This is me shrugging shoulders on our podcast that you can't see me shrugging <laughs> the shoulders. Yes. That's why I'm telling you. Be, because for you by this time... Your family can never just order plane tickets once, and usually not even twice. You are correct. <laughs> You're getting the hang of it, aren't you? Nope. I'm accepting <laughs> the reality of the situation. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's often a good way to approach things. So last time we spoke, you were planning on going out there a few days later. Yes. But it turns out that that night your mom had realized just how much help she really needed to deal with some of her being blind and disabled, diabetes, and so on. And she calls you up and says, I need you now. She says, uh, can you change that back to Wednesday? And I said, sure. And I called and told them what I needed. They were great. They were. Uni United Airlines. They were great. They, they they really were. And they I think it said, helped okay. that you explained to them that there was a death and you needed to change your plans. And that my mother was blind and diabetic and I needed my help right away. And the next flight they had was Wednesday. Yes, so you, you went right away and then we were doing our own thing in separate cities 2,000 miles apart for a while. Yes. And that was an adventure. I don't know if I'll call it that, but okay. Who, who's, who's half of the story should we talk about first? <laughs> I don't know. You were, you were off dealing with your mother who you texted me, and I think I put this up on most of our social media, Tumblr and stuff, that you said she was worse than Mr. Poopy Pants. Dealing with my mother was more difficult than dealing with Mr. Poopy Pants. Oh, my gosh. Because... She's used to having a husband who did everything for her, and she had no idea how much he was doing for her. And so she had no idea how needy she was. It, it, he was at her beck and call. and He had made you know, it his full-time job, his life's mission, to make sure that her every need was met. Yes, apparently, because she was... And she hadn't realized, because it had been such a gradual process, I'm sure... That they had sort of both boiled each other's frog. Yeah. Dogs are making noises you probably don't appreciate. If our friends aren't used to dog noises by now, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what they're used to. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, you know, they, they have uh, developed a communication thing where lots of people do this. You have your own style of communication and sort of a closed circuit of communication. Uh, people often use examples of twins having their own language, but couples and families often have these 
yeah. approaches as well. And some of it's just, you know, her style and he probably adapted to it. And and I know that that's her style because it made me notice that that's... Kind of your style too. The base of where my style came from. The apple doesn't fall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, give me the the other thing. Okay. The thing? The thing. What does the thing do that you'd like me to give you, Mom? I, I need to go do that, that thing where the water comes out of the wall and you get clean. Yeah. <laughs> the shower. Not an example that she had, but that's an old no, example that's, that that's you and I yours. Used. That's my example of when you can't think of the words and you explain things, but I don't know if she tries to think of the word. She just... And so she had the bag and the other bag and the purse. There were three black bags. And which one was called which thing varied from day to day and sometimes from hour to hour. Well, maybe not that often, but it was rather confusing. And also, she doesn't have a system. So there were just a lot of challenges. Let's just put it that way. A lot of challenges because you've got three black bags. Mm-hmm. There's a black bag with stuff in it. Yep. There's a purse. has different stuff in it sometimes. And then there's a other bag that had audio stuff in it and then had the insulin stuff in it. Sometimes. When she put it back in the same bag, because they're all black. <laughs> We're terrible. <laughs> so, first thing you did when you got there was you got to drive her to doctor appointments. I did. I got to drive her to the podiatrist, which she, she picked the podiatrist that could be as far away from her house as possible. And you got to drive there in rush hour traffic in a large metropolitan area. Yep. But then it snowed on the way back. Yes, because... And the the traffic on the way there was afternoon traffic, and the traffic on the way back was actual rush hour traffic while it was snowing. And I had not changed the tires on the car yet, so we slid a lot. Yep. And in that good thing we were just crawling along because we slid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's... No, not so, so good. Yes, we went to the podiatrist in BFE. And you had originally gone there not to help her with all these things, but to help her get prepared to move. Did you actually get any moving preparation done the first day or two? No, no, because a lot everything was managing the crisis of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, where we live, going to the podiatrist doesn't take all day unless you're going to drive across half the state. Yes. And in a big metropolitan area, lots of people take trains and find dentists and doctors close to them. And apparently this doctor was closer at some point. But in any case, it took pretty much all day to do this one task. And then, of course, on the way back, we lose the blood glucose tester. <laughs> yes. We, we only got out... One place after after we tested her blood sugar, you know, we get out at Walgreens. I have to get shaving cream. She has to use the restroom. She, you know, we figured she kicked it out or something, and we can't find it. And we get all the way back to the house, and she's having like an insulin reaction, and we have no thing to test her with. 
And so I call Walgreens and they're going to look for it outside. And I've got to go back there anyway because I've got to get another machine. Right. I look all over the garage. I can't find this thing. Hopefully they find <clears throat> the one. But, you know, you look all over the garage. You look all over the car. It's not there. You have to go back. Yes, I had to go back either way. I took a different way back that didn't have stoplights, which was great because it probably took half the time. Super. And eventually, with a lot of discussion with the pharmacist who had to call the on-call doctor and get another prescription for another machine, because according to my sister, they had lost one the week before, um, <laughs> we got another machine, but it wasn't the same kind and so she couldn't operate it herself. Lovely. So now I, you know, and eventually we did find this blood glucose machine when you got there. Yes. It turns out it was in the garage, and I had run it over several times by that point. <laughs> or somebody had. Uh, Maybe the other car, the other tenant in the yeah, garage, yeah. I, when I looked for it that night, I didn't look under his car, because that car looked like it had been sitting there forever. Right. Didn't look like it was something somebody was driving. That your mom would have kicked it out of the car underneath his car didn't occur to you. Well, no. I mean, I looked around, but I didn't look under his car. It did not occur to me. And it, he, Understandably. It, it, it probably was under his car. And then when he moved his car it got the day before over. you got there, he must have run it over. And when mm -hmm. he came back, Somehow it ended up on our side of the garage again. <laughs> so either way, you had to go to Walgreens. Smash to smithereens. Took all day. You get home and you try and get your... It's like eight something at night. She should have had her last insulin and been going to bed. And this is a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. at this point, you know, she's finally eating and the blood sugar had been a big mess. And because of the... People don't eat so good when somebody dies. No, they don't. They have a hard time eating. And that's not good when you're diabetic and old and mm -hmm. so forth. So then I, I had to do the blood sugar every time. Because she can't figure out how to operate the new machine. No, it was the poker stick, the little stick that you oh. make a hole in your finger and make yourself bleed so you can right. get the blood out. She can't operate that thing. Mm -hmm. And the numbers on it are about the same size, like two inches tall so she can read it if she puts on her glasses and uses a magnifying glass mm -hmm. at least she claims she can yeah and uh what she's finding out is she can't really do as many things as she sh thought she could because really her husband was doing these things so all this time you're supposed to be helping her pack and prepare to move and go through this place with like 200 boxes of old Papers and piles of stuff everywhere. That, this place that she's lived and operated a business for how many decades? A couple. So, yeah. A couple of decades. And nothing's getting done. No. And then you... And I'm you... worried about a lot of things. I'm worried about mom needs to get to the podiatrist. I'm worried about mom's husband is dead and she's upset. Yes. I'm worried about mom's blood sugar because of all of the above. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about... How she's going to, you know, handle the grief in general mm -hmm. and how I'm going to get her packed up and moved with all the stuff we have to go through. Oh, my gosh. There was so much stuff. Yeah. So you try, you get her into bed, you try to decompress, you try to set up your computer to go on Facebook and you can't get the Wi-Fi to work. Was no, no, I can't get Wi-Fi. My oh. tech support was at home. 
And I did text you and you had some problem solving things, but we couldn't get to them because you were managing children. Yes. And you texted me a picture of the sticker on the side of the router and said, we tried these codes and they don't work. And so what else can we do? And there were a handful of things that could have been done, but they probably would have involved us being on the phone while you were pushing buttons and telling me what it looked like. Right. Or FaceTiming me the screen or something like that. Right. So that just wasn't going to work out. So you just made do without. I did. Until I got here. Yes. <laughs> and I fixed it in about five minutes. Probably three and a half. I win. And that includes walking down the hall to the computer. Because <laughs> that's how you do things. And then you had that smug look on your face. Ah, I have Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm like, of course you do. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, so the the... The huge task, um, no one could like help with everything, and they had been helping already. Yeah. But I want to say that everybody there, everybody, you know, that was coming to help, had been so wonderful. Yeah. And continued to do so. Mm-hmm. They did everything that you could ask them to do, like go through bazillions of pieces of paper, one at a time to see if any of them were important. There's one, a couple of things we're trying to locate is like marriage license, birth certificate. The kinds of things that you need to close out vital records and manage accounts. Yes. We were going to need these for Social Security and and so forth. And But we could find all kinds of random useless receipts for things and lots of pieces of paper that were expired since 1995 or 2002, but, and then once in a while, some money. Random envelope of money. Yes. Or money just in between things. In between books on a bookshelf or. Mostly in between odd pieces of paper. So you had to go through each one of those random useless pieces of paper, which one person in particular did. The most of. Mm-hmm. She uh, brought her own rubber gloves. She did. She <laughs> By the second day, she had her own uh, CSI gloves, she said. Oh, that's and, great. And uh, they were pink. And, uh, <laughs> of course they were. And she was spectacular. She's we a would great save person. A, a, yes, she's a great person. We, we'd save a pile of papers and say, these are for you. We saved them. <laughs> and she was like, I'm on it. Awesome. And uh, she took care of that like nobody's business. Oh, that's great. That was a, a huge task in and of itself. Oh, um, she's wonderful. She is wonderful. Your parents had really good friends. They had spectacular friends. And your mom was convinced that she didn't have any. No, she was convinced because I, 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 I don't know if I said this last time, but I said, Mom, can anyone, who can help you until someone can get there? Can your friends help you? And she said, I don't have any friends. And I said, okay, because I'm not going to argue with my mother. I know better. But there were so many people there the next the, day. The next day, even a few people came in the middle of the night that night. Then she sent them home so everybody could rest. And then they all came back in the morning like crazy. Mm-hmm. Loads of them. Right. And over all this time, the plan had been that you would pack your mom up. We would drive her across the country 2,000 miles to our town where you've already moved your aunt to. Mm-hmm. And that she would stay with her sister, your aunt. Mm-hmm. 
And what happened? Oh, what happened? <laughs> like, you don't know, but I do have to tell. You have to tell our friends. <laughs> they fight. And what they fight about is fighting. <laughs> that sounds like is, siblings, all right. It, it is. And it's funny from the outside perspective, but it's not funny while your mother's crying about her dead husband. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, actually. So. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Only because we're like that. Yes, and because humor is entirely necessary on a regular basis. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so my my aunt has lost two husbands as well. Because mm-hmm. my mother lost her ex-husband, my dad, and then um, this husband who was the love of her life. As she has told everyone who would listen. Yes, because she needs to do, them to know how heavy her heart is yes. at this point. And, well, they, they get on the phone and, and then they get mad at each other because they think the other one's saying something that the other one might be saying and then they get madder about it and upset because the other one's not listening to them. And um, They feel misunderstood and frustrated and, and then, then they get hurt. They get mad because they feel hurt and there's no... Reasoning with them at that point. Either of them. No, you you know, then they get, then they hang up on each other. (laughs) And then they tell you, (laughs) I spoke to your mother and then I hung up on her. Or, you know, your aunt made me mad and I hung up on her. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And and this is why you're the therapist? (laughs) Yes. These are all the reasons (laughs) that I'm the therapist. We don't come from functional families, so... No, I don't think I know would... anyone who has a psych degree of any sort that... No, it it doesn't happen that way. No. You don't come out of functional places and have these type of skills. So they had to not talk for a while, and, and so I, I had to have plan B, which was maybe not stay with my aunt. Yes, so... Let's find you another person who has another room who's close to us and can be helpful at this point point. Mm-hmm. And, and your mom doesn't like kids and she doesn't usually like dogs and so that couldn't be our house she doesn't like them period uh she attempts to tolerate all of those things <laughs> i th- oh i thought she was okay with the dog at the house where she's staying now um she's okay with that dog he's an exception He's an exception. Yes. Oh, that's very interesting. Yes. So plan B ended up being one of our family's sort of quasi-adopted aunts. Yes. Community family. Who has lots of experience with old people. They yes. don't scare her. No, they do not. Although no. I think she's not quite ready for this level of old and need. Nobody's ready for this. No, nah, fair enough. Not even the person who needs these things. So that's that's our plan right now, and it'll probably be a temporary placement until we figure out. It is a temporary placement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll have to figure out the next plan. It's possible that she may end up staying with her sister after a few weeks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you um, were doing that, and I was parenting. You were. You thought it would be harder than it was, you said. Well, here's the thing. I thought that with you gone, I would have to do everything. You did? And I did. And it was 
like everything that you usually do plus everything that I usually do plus whatever else needed doing that we usually just sort of toss into whose ever hands are free at the moment it needs doing and at the same time I thought that would mean that instead of getting to bed around 10 or 11 every night, I'd be in bed around 12 or 1 every night because it's so much more to get done every day. Right. But that also meant that then I didn't have someone to talk to between chores. Right. And I was going to say, while you were saying all that, I was going to say, you didn't have all those things to do, including me, but that that sounded wrong. <laughs> no, that's totally fair. Yes. <laughs> but it's true as well. Yes, so. exactly. And, you know, I didn't have the distraction of sexy man in my house. Oh, thank you. Didn't have, you know, a husband to talk to. Didn't have any adult conversation for that matter. Um, don't do that to me again. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I don't intend to do that to you again. Thank you. I do my best not to do I that to you. everybody else far away is dead, so. Thank goodness. Probably for them, too. <laughs> Probably for them, too. Yeah. And so it actually, because there wasn't the social interaction and other, I won't call you a distraction, but the other opportunities for things that weren't chores. Well, and for kids to use in that way as well. Mm -hmm. No, I won't do that. I'm going to talk to my dad about it. Mm-hmm. I was the boss, and I got everything done. Well, and I didn't get laid, and I didn't get to talk to an adult, but I did get everything done on time and in bed. The other thing, I think, is it's not just that you didn't have a distraction of talking to me, but you let yourself get distracted if I'm here, because I may be doing the other things. And you couldn't do that if I'm not here. Right. You can't go and start something else. You have to finish what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that can make a big difference, too. It can. Yeah. It can. I'm distractible, and I know that. Yes, you are. I, I am. Mm -hmm. I am. And I, I cope with it as best as I can. When there's not a husband here, I force myself to cope a little bit better, probably. Well, and you probably knew that you'd just do those things later. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm here, you want to hurry up and do them so we can have time to ourselves when children are finally tucked in. Yes. If at all possible. Otherwise, we'd never be able to talk to this microphone mm -hmm. or other things. Yes. And it was kind of interesting seeing how the kids behaved when there wasn't a George around. Um, for example, number one child who is generally greeted at our house when he comes home before us uh, with a cell phone with a sticky note attached. He doesn't take his phone to school. Mm-hmm. He comes home and he gets his cell phone so that he can play music on it while he's doing his chores, mm -hmm. which are listed on the sticky note, which is stuck to his phone. Mm -hmm. And lately, we have been taking his laptop out of his room so that he does not have an excuse not to get his chores done. Right. And we generally hide, I wouldn't say hide, generally place the aforementioned laptop near the last chore on his list. Yes, because he, he found it in the dryer and then he, he put that on his Facebook. He that he thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. I 
Yes, and you started it because he was supposed to be taking out the recycling was the last thing on his list, so you put it under the recycling bag. I did. Under the sink. I did, and then he said to me, so um, mom said that I should ask you um, if I might have my laptop, and I said... Because he had asked me, and I had no clue where you would put it. I said, did you take out the recycling? And he said, yes. And I said, well, it was right there under the recycling bag. And he ran in there and looked, and he laughed because he had just not seen it. He he, he wasn't looking for that. He, he was wasn't looking at what he was doing. I guess <laughs> he gets that from me. <laughs> I was the one who walked around the trash bag in the garage because it wasn't what I was doing, and I figured if somebody else put it there, they must have wanted it there for a reason. I have to tell you, if I put things there, yes, <laughs> the garbage is here because it needs to go out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, the other day, then I put it in the dryer because the last thing on the list was to fold his brother's clothes and get them ready for his brother to put away. Mm-hmm. And he thought that was the funniest thing in the world, and he put it on his Google Plus page. Oh, okay. And my laptop was in the dryer. <laughs> I need to finish my chores, and then I'll come talk to you people. <laughs> And then the day that he nearly went off on me, he, the last thing on his chore list was... This, this is what you text to me. Yes. The last thing on his chore list was to put the fitted sheet on his brother's bed mm-hmm. so that his brother could make the rest of his bed right. when he got home. Because his brother's too short to reach. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, not exactly a loft bed, but it's a raised bed. And, right. Yeah. So, you know, he needs a tall guy. He needs to help. I'm not entirely certain that number two would be able to manage the delicacies of attaching a fitted sheet to a mattress. Anyway, he can't manage getting his clothes off to put his pajamas on. (laughs) I go in there and he's sitting on the basketball. I'm like, he jumps up like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm like, yes, pajamas, not basketball. (laughs) Sitting on the basketball. So the teenager is supposed to be putting the fitted sheet on. The mattress. And I had the fitted sheet sitting on top of the mattress. It was the last thing on his little list of chores, which, I mean, there's not a lot. They fit on a sticky note. Yes. (laughs) It's not like we're, you know, the slave drivers using our child labor. But it would be really tedious. Oh, my gosh. I I don't have the energy to keep up with that kind of... that. (laughs) But did you... He says, can I have my laptop now? I said, did you get all your chores done? And he looks at me for a second and says, I don't think that I should have to work for my happiness. (laughs) It's so him. (laughs) It's so him. And I think that what was going on in his head at that point was, if I let my mom know that this laptop is the thing that makes me happy, her heartstrings will be touched and she'll want me to be happy. And if she doesn't want me to be happy, then she'll be a bad mom. But what I heard was, I'm lazy. And I don't want to do what I'm supposed to. Give me my toys anyway. Right. <laughs> and you're so not going to do that. No. You're no. the last person I can imagine, maybe in the entire universe, that's going to give in to that kind of bullshit. <laughs> and so when he says he shouldn't have to work for his happiness, the first thing that went through my head, I didn't say out loud because it would not have helped the situation. The second thing that went through my head that I did say because it would be more helpful was the rest of us have to work for our own happiness 
most people do. And so when he says, I don't think that I should have to work for my happiness, I said, I think you should. Most people do. That's kind of how the world works. And he looked at me very perplexed. And you, you told him. And I explained, people, you know. If they don't work for it, they're not usually as happy. People who don't work for their happiness are generally not as happy. And people who tie their happiness to material possessions are generally not as happy. The last part he's not going to believe. The first part he's probably going to wonder what the you were talking about. Yeah, well. So, How can that be possible? Oh, my goodness. And so, you know, I said, you need to finish your chores and we can continue this discussion when you're done. Mm -hmm. Where is the sticky note? Mm -hmm. And he had put it in the trash. And so I dug it out. You dug it out? I would have made him dug it, dig it out. He'd, well, here's the thing. I had written two sticky notes. The first one had an error on it and it made, like, scratching it out would have made it too hard to get all of his chores onto that list. He, so wanted, I just, to, he, he wanted to dig that one out. He did. So I made him a second sticky note just because I know that in his autistic brain, he would have gotten too confused by the error on the first note. So I just rewrote the whole thing, trying to make things easy for him. He went and dug out the first note. Mm -hmm. He tried to tell you he was done. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. I know this boy. And I dug out the second note and pointed to the chore at the very bottom of the list. And I said, you need to put the fitted sheet on your brother's bed. Uh-huh. And you need to do, I think there was one other thing, like take out the recycling. Uh-huh. And so he did those things, and then I went into his room and saw him on his computer, and I said, so where was your computer? And he looks at me for a second and says, where you put it? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't want to answer. Right. His favorite thing. I know. It's such a teenager thing, it, though. It is a teenager thing. It's a, um, I don't care answer. It is. And so I kind of said... Quit existing. You're a parent. Are, are you noticing a pattern here of where your laptop you gets found? Let, you shouldn't have clued him in. I, I now we'll have, have to do it in a different place. We will. Yeah, whatever. So that was... that. Was it was fun. under the fitted sheet? It was under the fitted sheet. Son of a gun. What do you know? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, you, you were picking up the number... Two child, and he had made a collage. Oh! You sent me a picture of that. I sent too. you a picture of the collage. It was kind of great. You I... said the poor guy oh. at the at the school program apologized, left, right, upside, up one side and down the other to you. Yes, this is great. I go and I pick up number two child from the after school program, and he comes to me with this piece of paper that's you know they do this. At the after school program, they make art, they make collages, they cut pictures out of magazines and paste them onto a piece of construction paper. Yes. And he hands me this paper and it's got a naked lady without a head, just shoulders down and not frontal nudity. You know, she's holding some appropriately placed product that they're trying to sell in this ad, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And a video game controller and a football. Mm -hmm. And what does he say to you? And he says, I made this. And, and what are those things? And he told me later, he says, all those things on that paper, those are the things I want for my birthday. <laughs> and I said, even the naked lady? And he says, no, 
not the naked lady. <laughs> just checking. And so, you know me, I'm just seeing this. Okay, my son just put a naked lady on the paper. That's my boy. Yes, it is him. <laughs> and it just amused the snot That's out of me. Child. And so I walk over to the the guy who's kind of a dude bro. He kind of reminds me of a grown number two child. Mm-hmm. And... I'm holding up this paper and just chuckling and, you know, I've kind of got the, yeah, boy, kind of walk like, uh-huh, yeah, that's my kid, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm walking like a proud guy. Yeah. And this guy. He, he just sees you in your mom purse. He sees me in the mom purse. Yeah. <laughs> walking to him with the picture that my child made with a naked lady. And he thinks, oh, no, this mom, he's not thinking princess man is laughing her ass off at her son putting a naked lady on a paper. Because he would. Because he would. <laughs> but he starts, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe he did that. And We can. But yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, dude, it's all right. If I could pick pictures out of a book, I, those are probably the ones I'd pick too. <laughs> And I think he was kind of confused. Yeah, I bet he was. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Gosh. So, that was fun. That was fun. You told me that you were at the memorial service that was I held. I was, but before, before, let's see. Before that, because uh, that, that was Sunday. Mm-hmm. I did my own shot. <gasps> you did your own I shot. I did my own shot. I had to go to uh Costco pharmacy there and and uh get a shorter needle because yes. I can't reach my ass as good as you can. Yes, I've been giving you your shot in your uh glutes and uh-huh. you needed to get the front of your leg and yes. so you needed a shorter needle and Costco had, was amazing. I had seen an excellent video on a fairly painless shot. Mm-hmm. And so we had been kind of using that method on my glute. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I have to do my shot, so I'd like a shorter needle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to Costco and asked them, and they were like, okay, here's a needle. You explained that you were out of town and you needed just one, and they just gave you one. The pharmacist said, give it to them. That's awesome. So they did. I love Costco. They were so great. It was so easy. I love, love Costco. And... uh and so that was so good. Yes, I, I gave myself my own shot. I was so proud of you. Thank you. Good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were at the uh, memorial service and... My other... mother had been having a hard time. She could easily remember to call me her son. All this, all, you know, I got there Wednesday. This is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All week at that point. Mm-hmm. But can't get her pronouns ironed out. This is my son, and she does. Yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> that's, and people that's just like look at three child saying she's your dad. You remember in uh, Matt Cayley's book where at the end he's saying his sister kept calling, "I want my eggs like she has them." And, oh my And the waitress gosh. is looking at at everybody like, "What is wrong with this lady?" Can't. And he he just shrugs his shoulders like, oh. "We don't know what to do with you either." <laughs> that's how they're looking at my mom like, hmm. She's older and goofier than we thought. Yes, because she's calling her son she, and that doesn't look right to us. Look at him. Right? So, um, 
but there were a lot of people there and you were a little overwhelmed because you're kind of an introvert. And oh, by that point, you were man. so drained. I was so drained already and there was so many people uh, descending upon us. And it was, I, I wished I could have done something to help you with the human infestation. Yes, that's what you texted me. And I said, if if I wasn't worried about someone looking over your shoulder and ruining your good reputation, I'd text you a picture of my boobs. Which made me laugh very hard and appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad. The, the thought. Yes. Because I have good picture memory myself, so. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I shared it with two people who I knew would really find it funny, too, but. My my mother and that day I did I did settle down before the uh, almost boot picture that I probably needed anyway but <laughs> <laughs> um, and was dealing okay with people at that point but um, my mom did great that day she got her pronouns right all <gasps> day long oh my gosh that's yes awesome. I was like this is so great go mom she didn't after that again no she has them all mixed up now she she does yeah. Poor mom. She's though. mixing other people up too. So. Oh my gosh. Other people who, aren't, obviously, are not looking at me while they're saying she, or they wouldn't say she. No. And what I here's here's what I. I love and hate at the same time. Mm-hmm. People who say to you, "I don't usually do that." How the do you know if you usually do it? You didn't just notice you did it, and I had to tell you. I you know. don't know if you usually do it or not. No. If you did, you'd know that now. <sighs> That's what I have to say about that. Every time they say that to me, I just look at them like, yeah, right. No. It's amazing how unself-aware so many people are. That's not the thing that's on their mind. They live in a very different world, mm-hmm. most of those people. Yeah. This is a whole new realm to them. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Yeah. But. Doesn't make it any better when I you. I don't buy the bullshit, so. I should hope not. We have better things to spend our money on. <laughs> um, oh. Lots of other people were really on it. And, you know, I my mom says she would get, get it more as she got over here and people are using their correct pronouns. And I, I give her that. I mean, she spent a lot of years calling me the wrong pronouns and. So it'll take her a while to get with the program. And I was very impressed that she could remember to introduce me as her son every time. Except the time that <clears throat> I got there. Yeah, well, and that was really weird. Yeah. That was just <clears throat> weird anyway. But we'll we'll talk about that later because I think we're out of time now. We're probably we're, way we're out of really time. really running long, but that's okay because it's all so much... Well, it never comes out the way I thought it would. We, we write some notes, I think. I have this idea. And of course, it's not like a whole script. Well, I think that's it for now, then. All right. We better stop right there. Y- yes, sir. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time! We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. 
We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Of course, it's not like a whole script, so... We don't intend to have a script. Uh, we don't us. have time to write a script. Come on. That's why it's not us. <laughs> All they, right. These people get the, this information three years later. No. After our, Actually, three years after our children moved out of the house. Oh, goodness. So, it would not be timely. No. Not at all.